Good evening everybody, FPL Teacher here bringing you Bournemouth 2, Aston Villa 0. This is going to be a relatively concise summary compared to the rest of the games because Bournemouth simply outplayed Villa with their physicality. That's it in a nutshell. Now, with Villa themselves, the focus is basically what worked or at least what could have potentially worked as well as what the roles of the popular players are within this Villa side looking forward and perhaps a couple of gems that I will pick out from the Bournemouth side. Bournemouth, an intriguing side that came up from the championship alongside free-scoring Fulham, but their story was not as straightforward. They suffered a dip in form mid-season during their promotional campaign and basically relied on their supporting cast as well as their homegrown academy players rather than a set two or three players to carry the goals through. Now, of course, Dominic Solanke dominated the stats, but in this case, obviously against better quality opposition, they had to revert to what they do best. And in this case, it was their set pieces. So they scored one from a corner, they scored the other from a free kick, and it was no surprise that their system in defense was what stood out against Villa. Now, what was really impressive about this Bournemouth side was their organization, which is fair because they basically forced Villa into stepping up their game, especially on the one-touch passing. And they basically badly exposed how rusty Villa were on the first touch. But more on that later. For now, what's really impressive about Bournemouth is their home atmosphere. The way you can see how Bournemouth truly stand out is on every touch, especially when Bournemouth were leading 2-0 in the closing stages, every touch was really celebrated by an extremely small and packed Bournemouth home turf. In terms of their productivity, it was no surprise that a lot of their chances came on the counter and in the very few instances they had the ball in open play. There was a recurring pattern that matched their promotional season where they build up the ball a lot from the left. Now, there were moments in time where their left back in particular, Zamora, created space. Not chances, but at least space and chaos from the left side and that essentially freed the right hand side of midfield which led to a couple of low xg shots nevertheless it is basically Bournemouth's productivity in a nutshell making plays down the left shifting it to the right and then creating chances from the right side itself so likely if ever Bournemouth sustain a run of form it would be their right flank creating chances and the likes of Solanke and Billing benefiting from cutbacks Steven Gerrard has a lot of explaining to do. Dropping their two best link players in the form of Watkins as well as Wendia in order to feel the likes of Ings and Bailey and Coutinho up front. Now, having these three players as the spearhead in their 4-3-2-1 or their 4-3-1-2, however you set it up, basically still relies on the fullbacks for width. At the same time, their crosses fell for their only aerial threat, Danny Ings who was forced into low XG, super awkward near post haters. If this approach didn't work, they were basically stumped because without any lateral movement in the channels or up front, Villa was stuck. They often received the ball with their back to goal, comfortably in the presence of a Bournemouth midfielder or a defender, and they were basically unable to turn. Coutinho is the only player with the ability to dribble past the man. 
And the irony is that Coutinho barely received the ball. So there was a mismatch in terms of their system with their strategy. And Gerard took to the second half to adjust that approach as soon as possible. His plan B was basically to bring off Jacob Ramsey in order to enable John McGinn, his other central midfielder. And when Watkins came on, it was evident why he didn't make the first team. This game, at least. His touch was poor, just as Buendia and Coutinho's when they had the ball. So, really, away from home without the crowd backing them, I suspect. Villa do need a lift. Whether it comes from a new signing, in attack, sorry, or whether it comes from a new system completely is a different story. But now I will touch on Leon Bailey a little bit because... Usually in a narrow system, or at least in Gerard's narrow system, he relies on partnerships between different players on different flanks. Last season, Jacob Ramsey stood out because he had an extremely healthy partnership with Watkins, who drifted to the left, as well as Lucas Dean, who was an extremely good passer. At the same time, Maddy Cash on the right flank could hook onto crosses that came from the left. Now, this season, with Bailey starting on the right the question was whether he could create a partnership with McGinn from right central mid or would he work better with Manny Cash on the flank? The answer is neither. Bailey basically dropped into midfield himself, often far away from McGinn. And when he was down the flanks with Cash himself, the issue is that unlike Lucas Dean, who has intelligence on the ball, Cash tunnel visions, he runs down the byline and he gets stuck simply because Cash just doesn't have a reverse gear. He doesn't, he doesn't have the ability to stop the ball and look backwards. So this is really a player quality problem down the right side rather than a systemic issue. In conclusion, Bournemouth, straightforward as they are, benefited from the fact that they are backed by a fantastic rip-roaring home crowd while Villa have a lot of issues and they basically need to figure out if they want to change their system or they want to dip into the transfer window and upgrade their player quality. At this stage, Villa do not look like they will win away games, but they do have a home game against Everton coming up. So there is at least hope. For Bournemouth, at this stage, it's more imperative that we look to their next game against Man City to see what their potential weaknesses are because Villa did not expose them at all. This is FPL Teacher who will report tomorrow with the Newcastle game.